Welcome back to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And we have another episode of Riverdale, to Riverdale and back again is the name of the episode. Um, and yeah, we're here to recap. <laughs> Not much to talk about. Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, so... I'll say all the boring things. Um, so this episode is actually pretty highly rated. I think it's one of the highest rated episodes that we've watched. Uh, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so 11 positive reviews, and an average score of 8.17 out of 10. So pretty decent. Um, and when it originally aired, it had 0.89 million viewers, which is definitely like not as much not as many viewers as it was getting towards the beginning of the season. Um, And one interesting thing about this episode is it's written by the original, like, creator and writer, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, which I kind of felt like it was a little bit of, like, a return to form. Um, And the director is Kevin Sullivan, who's a new director. We haven't seen him yet. So... That's interesting. So, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, I think I agree with all of the critics who rated it so high. Or, uh, I don't know if it's that I think the quality of the episode was good, or if it's just my enjoyment of the episode. Yeah. I can't really tell, to be honest. But this episode was a lot of fun to watch, and it does make sense that it was Roberto who wrote it because like all the characters felt like very themselves Mm -hmm. like it just felt very Riverdale yeah it was it was really fun and it caused me to laugh out loud like a couple of times like I really have no complaints about this episode I feel like well first of all like I feel like we're done with all like the weird side plots like we've sort of returned back to like the main plots like Val it's is like Jason picture. It, yeah, it's like back to from... Jason and like just progressing that, which I feel like that maybe mid season they got a little bit distracted with some of these like side things that we didn't really care that much about. Um but yeah, I mean I feel like from the very beginning, like like the first ten minutes I was like, Oh, I definitely know this is I can tell this is like a much better episode than some of the other ones we've watched. Um it's just like way more entertaining and definitely like moving the plot along. Which we haven't like yeah and like we did last the last few episodes we haven't really or at least the last episode we didn't really get anything from polly even though she's like an inside agent in thornhill so i feel like that was like they used that well in this episode so i agree with the critics um but do you want to tell us about the movie that this title of this episode is based on yeah so it's a pretty special movie this time um, so yeah. the episode is called To Riverdale and Back Again, and there's a movie called Archie To Riverdale and Back Again, um, which is also based off of the Archie comics. So I'll read the description. It's actually very short. 
Uh, comic book teens Archie, Veronica, Betty, Reggie, and Jughead are now in their 30s at a class reunion. Hmm. That's all it says. <laughs> um, Interesting. I think it it fits. I think it fits, too. A little bit. Because there's a there's an element of this where all the parents are going to the homecoming dance, which we can... We'll and talk Mary's about back. Later. And Mary's She's back, back in Riverdale. And there's definitely a lot more talk about like the parents when they're in high school. And we got a little bit more insight into that, for sure. So I guess it sort of fits. <laughs> Loosely. <laughs> um, but should we just get into the recap? Yes. So it starts with the Pussycats singing. And this is the one part that just does not really fit at all into this episode like the pussycats <laughs> really make no appearance but they're singing is it i think it's the riverdale oh. anthem or something oh hail riverdale oh hail fair riverdale which we're what i was have written we were thinking about making that at part of our intro music oh remember I when we were talking about that yeah i thought you were saying that that wasn't or like from riverdale like it was like an old song no I, it's from riverdale it's from we should so, have done that except our, i like her but it's like music. copyright reasons That's we could why. we could sing it ourselves we <laughs> could do that for our outro music we could do like an acapella <laughs> version of this yeah okay well we'll talk about that later <laughs> um but jughead is doing his usual narration and unlike the narration from last episode like the weird chaos thing this one actually made sense yeah. um he's talking about even though the whole Jason Blossom murder kind of totally changed Riverdale, there are some traditions that never changed, like the homecoming dance plus think, football yeah. game, except there was no football game. But, okay, this brings <laughs> yeah. up a big question for me, and I know we've talked about that the timing is very confusing, but homecoming is in the fall. And that's like, like a universal winter. thing, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm not quite sure what season it is now because there's no snow in this. There episode. was snow in this episode. There actually. was snow when they're eating okay, lunch. So there was snow on the ground. Oh, so it's well, clearly I like winter. Miss that they eat lunch outside when there's snow. On I the know. Ground. I will. I was going to talk about that later, but yeah. <laughs> um. So I. That's yeah. definitely like a universal thing that homecoming is in the fall, right? Like that's... sometime. I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be like. Like, September, November, October. Yeah, but, like, not, like, winter. But yeah. there hasn't been... Has there been a Thanksgiving episode? No. I don't think I there's don't any, think like, holiday-themed episodes. Do no they holiday do Christmas theme. episodes? Okay, they just don't do holiday episodes. Although they Except did do the Thanks- Ives of March. <laughs> they, they did do a Thanksgiving episode, like, in season four or something. But I can't really explain the details of it without spoiling what happens. I don't remember that. But Is it called the Ives of March? Did I get that right? Yeah. But okay. that's, like, much later. That's... But anyway, yeah. So, moral of the story, the timing is, like, doesn't make any sense. They could have just done something different. Like, they could have talked... It could have been, like, a semi-formal or something. Like, it doesn't need yeah. to be, like... Because there's no football game, so it didn't matter that it wasn't homecoming. Yeah, it's just like... So you'd think if they were going to do a football game, then there would be some Archie football plot in there, if it was going to be homecoming. Well, and also, they at the beginning, they mentioned, like, the cheerleaders. But then... Yeah. Actually, now the more that I think about it, so in this beginning scene, like, 
They show like them practicing for the homecoming game. They show the cheerleaders. They also show this weird scene of like Betty saying like she has to give up some of her editor responsibilities to Ethel because she's like too no, busy. No, she something. wants to give up her decorating responsibilities. Oh, her decorating prin- responsibilities. That's what she wants to do, but Principal Weatherby won't let her. And I'm not quite sure. Is she like the head of something? She must be. She must be like she's the like student, council, student council? council president. I feel like Cheryl would not be okay with that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because didn't we find out that Cheryl was the president? I don't know. It, okay, so and the she's whole also first a scene is just like, yeah. So, but why does it? Because Principal Weatherby was like, "You made a commitment. Like, you can't do that." And then that's why, just why it. Why does it? Who does it? Why does it matter who does the decorating? Like Ethel seems pretty responsible to me. Well, season one Ethel. <laughs> Well, and also it's like, I don't understand why they included that scene, because it was, like, not really that helpful. I mean, maybe so it's like we know that she has those decorating responsibilities. But, but it like, wouldn't have seemed it, weird if she was decorating Yeah, because that's, like, something she would do anyway. Yeah. So, like, part of me feels like they maybe intended for this scene to be, like, or this, like, episode to be, like, earlier in the season or, or something. Or, like, it got shifted around, because it feels, like, very out of place. Like, also, wasn't there? I really feel like there was already a homecoming episode, but maybe it was just the like, yeah, back like with to the school whole pep dance rally thing and the pep rally. Like the dance that? looked exactly the same as the back to school dance. Yeah, something is fishy. Like they just yeah. like didn't feel like. I don't know. Something is. Also, stranger. they wore ball gowns to homecoming. Well, their homecoming is very fancy. Well, I'll talk about I this, swear I we had this later. discussion already because we talked about our own homecoming. We did. I feel like we that did. was with the back to school. Maybe. Why do they have a back to school dance? It's really weird. That's Anyways. like what homecoming is. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's the whole first scene. Lots of <laughs> weirdness going on, but we also at the end of the last episode we saw that Archie's dad came home with Archie's mom, and so that was sort of like the big surprise at the end cliffhanger. So we, our first like real scene of this episode is Archie's mom, whose name is Mary, um, talking to Archie and she's explaining to Archie, like why she had Archie stay in Riverdale. Um, and she also is very into him singing. She found out that he sings. He's like trying to have a music career. She's like, Oh, I heard you're very good. So she's like very excited by that. And I think it's here where Archie like promises or tells her that he'll be singing at the homecoming dance, which he brings up many times in this episode, even though he wasn't actually like on the roster to perform. Mm -hmm. And then we see Hermione and Veronica and Hermione gets off the phone and she tells Veronica that their statements must have worked their statements in defense of Hiram's character and that he will probably be out of jail, I guess, in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and Veronica's like, what about these crimes that he committed? And she brings it up again that she's suspicious um, about whether he was involved in Jason Blossom's murder. And... Hermione again says, "Like you stop talking about things that you don't have proof of. Stop bringing that up." Yeah. She's like, really doesn't not want um, 
Veronica to bring this up at all. She she says that she wants Veronica to support Hiram, but not to demonize him. So she's very team Hiram in this moment. Um, but then we see Jughead, and he arrives at his dad's trailer with some coffee and donuts. Very unlike Jughead <laughs> to do that. But um, we see um, FP, and he's definitely cleaned himself up a bit. He's shaved for the first time in a really long time, which to Jughead signals that he's like a new man ready to like start his new life it's a big deal to Jughead um and then FP is talking to Jughead and um he brings up Jughead's manuscript which Jughead gave him um the manuscript being like the thing that he's always writing about Jason Blossom at the beginning of every episode on his like typewriter or computer um and he he tells Jughead that he thinks it's really good, but he wants to know who Jughead thinks was the one who killed Jason. And Jughead, which is very also kind of uncharacteristic, is like, I think it's more about whether Riverdale is good or bad, and less about who killed Jason. Which, like, doesn't really make sense coming from a person who's, like, so Spending invested Spending all in of this, his free like... time investigating the murder. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really also, make sense. Trying to determine if a town is good or evil seems like a, a weird thing. Yeah. It doesn't like, make a lot of like sense. That's, like, not a real thing. But F and yeah. FP's like, yeah, it's probably a little of both. <laughs> Which, like, all things are. Yeah. Um, like, himself, mm-hmm. possibly. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, so FP also says he wants to give him a piece of advice, which is to, at some point, move on from this manuscript. And he's like, you don't want this to be the one thing in your life that defines you. Which is like, the murder, hasn't, the murder hasn't even been, like, finished. Like, shouldn't he still be working on this? Um, and they've, like, definitely made some breakthroughs. So, it's, like, seems like they're on a track to, like, eventually figuring it out. So, yeah, that's definitely a little suspicious. Um, and the episode definitely presents FP as suspicious from the very beginning. And then we go to school where Archie and Veronica are talking. And if you remembered from the last episode, Archie and Veronica hooked up. So this is their first time, Mm -hmm. I think their first time seeing each other since then. And Archie apologizes for not calling her because his mom was in town. So that was kind of a big thing that was on his mind. Um, And then Veronica is not upset about him her or him not calling her she doesn't want to talk about their relationship um yeah she says that they had a beautiful but fleeting moment that archie is boyfriend worthy and archie's like yeah that's why we should go to the dance together and she's like no like i can't have a boyfriend right now it's like so and he also asks he also wants them to perform together at homecoming and Which she is still something no that, that he too. hasn't like cleared by Betty, who's planning the whole homecoming dance. <laughs> so Betty is in charge of planning this whole dance. Like that's a that's a lot. a lot of work. She's also she literally has so many things to be doing. She's also on the cheerleading team, which is practicing for the football game, and she's on the blue and gold. Um, and she's investigating a murder. Well, yeah, it's just like a side hobby. And she has school. 
Yeah. Well, we, we tend to forget about that because they don't actually show that ever. Um, but this whole scene did not make any sense to me. Like, Veronica's like, I don't have the bandwidth to have a boyfriend right now, and you seem like boyfriend material. Like, what? Wasn't but, Veronica, like, so into Archie for so long? Yeah, I know. It just, like, doesn't make sense that she's, like, finally getting this opportunity, and then... Also, just, like, not like Veronica. She would definitely, like, jump on these opportunities if she got them, so doesn't really yeah. make sense to me they just want to like stall their relationship for a little bit longer they want to build up the, up the suspense a little bit yeah so then we see veronica walking into the newspaper like office and alice who is now basically running the newspaper effectively um has is like really cracking down on the murder case um that they're investigating again because the school newspaper is like the main investigator of this uh, murder and she brings up to, uh, to Veronica that Hiram is definitely a suspect and she thinks that it's or and Veronica thinks that it's very possible that Hiram may have ki- hired FP to kill Jason that's like her leading theory and Alice also mentions that she thinks that FP and Joaquin were conspiring at the party um, because she was obviously spying on them through her window um and so she thinks that fp definitely has something to do with it and is a suspicious character and she wants betty to investigate fp through jughead because she has like an in with jughead and betty is very against this um betty a few episodes back asked jughead point blank do you think your dad killed jason and he said no so she trusts him and so she's very angry at her mom for, like, bringing up the fact that Jughead may have been lying to her. And so she leaves with Veronica to go plan the homecoming dance. And then we see Polly um, for the first time in a while. Yeah. And she's walking around Thornhill, right? I think that's I, I don't know if it's Thornhill or Thistle House. I think it's Thornhill. Um, yeah. And she sees Clifford Blossom's wig room. So he just has, like, a room full of red wigs. That all look exactly the same. Yeah. She sees him without his wig. And he just has gray hair. Um, And then he sees her. And he, like, slams the door. But... Without really, so still really confuses me like the significance of the wigs. Well, maybe it's just like reveals that he's hiding something, but like who cares if he has wigs? Like I guess like the the show like hypes this up to be like oh he's hiding something because he has wigs, but like if you think about it, she just saw him putting on a wig of the hair that he thinks, and instead he just has gray hair. Like no one. Like, she'd be like, no oh, cares. he has wigs. That's it. Like, yeah. there's not much more. And, but then she, like, well, later on, she goes on to say, like, she thinks they're, she thinks they're hiding something from her, which, like, the only proof she has of that is the fact that he had wigs. Well, also the fact that well, they're, yeah. like, very suspicious people. But, but, like, that's, like, what prompts her to call Betty <laughs> later yeah. on in this episode. Um, but anyway, so, um, we see... 
Alice kind of working in the blue and gold office and Veronica walks in and Veronica basically tells Alice that she wants to help find out about FP um, even though Betty won't do it because she doesn't really have any allegiance to the Jones family and she really thinks that Hiram could be involved in this and she wants to get down to wants to get to the bottom of this she wants to know if her father is um, guilty or innocent so she agrees to help Alice and then Cheryl makes an announcement to the group (laughs) that she's bringing Polly at lunch she's bringing Polly to homecoming as her date (laughs) and they're gonna be running for co-homecoming queens because it's the next best thing to Polly and Jason yeah, being the so homecoming weird. king and queen. Um, that is so weird. But no one really seems to like care that much about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Betty, I guess, is excited to see her sister, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then Archie's like, speaking of homecoming, Betty, I've can I perform? Yes. Yeah. He already told his mom that he was going and to be Veronica performing. Too. And then Betty kind of makes a face and she says that homecoming is supposed to be fun and as as amazing as your songs are. And then Jughead um, <laughs> cuts in. Um, he says, they make you want to slit your wrists in a good way. <laughs> that was funny. That was kind of a Kevin line. Yeah. It's not the usual Jughead lines, but I think it worked. Yeah. I mean, the I, dark aspect of it is very Jughead, but he's not usually like the snarky one. But Kevin really does not I, get I, his, I much time funny. to shine in this episode. It's kind of sad True. for Kevin. He's just being written <laughs> um, out of this show every episode more and more. <laughs> and then Veronica says, actually, Archie and I were thinking of performing together and doing some upbeat covers. And Archie was like, we were. And then they go into a classroom together. And Archie's like, why the change of heart? And Veronica was like, I was hoping you would do a favor for me. And then Archie sort of starts to like lean in. Like yeah. he's going to kiss her. And then <laughs> she really like, steps back. It's really awkward. Um, but she tells him her suspicion about Hiram and FP. And Archie at first reacts pretty strongly to that he's like that's a big leap from vandalism to murder yeah and then she also tells him that alice is involved in this which archie just thinks is crazy um and he says that they should talk to jughead um but veronica is like no like that's a terrible idea um and archie starts talking about how fp is cleaned up his act but then veronica says well jughead like we don't really know jughead could be dragged into this yeah i mean so i guess yeah the favor is that she wants him to help her out which doesn't like make sense like can't she just search his trailer on her own like why does she need to do but like Um, wouldn't it be like better just to not involve more people in this well i think I think involving... I actually don't think it's bad to involve another person, especially because Archie likes to make stupid decisions if he thinks that 
he's helping to protect his friends. Yeah. It, so I can see how Archie <laughs> would get involved with this if he wants to protect Jughead. Yeah. And then also Archie is working on a project with Veronica. They're doing some investigating together and that's how Bughead started. Mm. So maybe uh... you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know by the end of this episode, but um so then we see uh, Mary Andrews, Archie's mom, um, and she's coming to the construction site where Fred works, I, th- I guess, to see Fred. But Fred is not there, and she sees Hermione instead. And they have, like, a very awkward interaction. Um, it's pretty civil. It's civil, but, but like, sort of uncomfortable. Um, yeah. They sort of, like, acknowledge each other, and then, like, um, Mary acknowledges like the fact that like Hiram is in some questionable legal situations and yeah that's sort of the whole thing I don't they don't really talk about that much yeah Hermione says that it might be karmic payback from being such a mean girl in high school yeah but one thing Hermione does not acknowledge is that they were romantically involved a few weeks ago and it's unclear. It seems like Mary doesn't know this, but it's yeah. not totally clear. Yeah. And then Polly calls Betty, who is decorating for homecoming. And she, well, she first asks about, or Betty asks about, like, running for homecoming queen. And um, Polly says she's doing it just to distract Cheryl and that she is pretty suspicious about the Blossom family and she thinks she's getting at something but she has to get into their bedroom and Betty says if she doesn't find anything by homecoming she should come home so like by now basically yeah and then the doorknob turns and Penelope walks in so Polly has to go, and Penelope brings her her daily milkshake, which seems very mm. suspicious. Yeah. And like, she's I, like, you must be famished from your exploring. And then she tells her that the East Wing, where their bedroom is, is off limits. As if they have something to hide. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves, and it's like very dramatic music, you know. Um... So then we're back to seeing Betty setting up the homecoming, um, like, decorations. And Jughead walks in and asks why Betty never told him about a dinner that they're having with Jughead's dad and um, Betty's mom all together. And this is news to Betty because she did not know about this. But Jughead is, like, really looking forward to it, which is, like, nice. But also, again, out of character for Jughead. So, a bit. But he's, like, really excited to see their families. Well, are, like, I don't think together. it's out of character. I think that he's sort of insecure about fitting into Betty's world. So this, to him, is, like, proof. Yeah, but also maybe he's changing because of, like, the last episode when they had that, like, serious conversation about, like, why is he so, like, doom and gloom all the time? But now he's, like, really coming around to, like, more normal. Yeah, Jughead is actually surprisingly a pretty good boyfriend. 
yeah, he's really uh, holding up his end. So, um, Jughead is happy about this, but Betty is not happy about it because she goes home and she confronts her mom, who is kind of playing dumb. But clearly, Betty realizes that her mom set this up so that she could interrogate um, the two of them about their potential involvement in Jason's murder. And she and Alice has a funny line that's like, oh, I won't talk about um, Jason's murder unless it just comes up in conversation. Well, she's like, no, I won't question them unless it just, like, casually comes up. Yeah, which um, we'll see soon is, is not really what funny. happens. <laughs> um, um, and then Betty, like, threatens Alice to tell Jughead the real reason why she's invited him over, but Alice says that Jughead is really excited about it, and you wouldn't want to disappoint Jughead, which I would, like, in her position, I would feel bad, like, telling him the real reason, because he is insecure about, like, fitting in, and this would be, like, a real disappointment to him. So Alice sort of does have Betty's hands tied. Yeah, and Betty is probably excited that Jughead wants to... Yeah, is excited and wants to get to know her family, even though this was set up for totally the wrong reasons. And actually, she probably doesn't want Jughead to get to know her mom very well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she might, like, she likes the, like... Idea of it. ...thought behind it. Um, And then Archie gets home, and his parents are together, and they're just having, like, a normal conversation about what they're going to have for dinner, and Archie's very thrown off by that he's not used to seeing them together and then Jughead walks in and then Fred and Mary reveal that they're going to the dance together yeah and Mary reveals that she also invited Hermione Um, which is news to Fred yeah a bit bizarre (laughs) so it's very clear she doesn't she doesn't realize quite how awkward that is because she doesn't know. But everyone else in the room realizes. going on between them, but everyone else in the room realizes. Um, but then we see Jughead and Archie talking in Jug's room. They're having, like, a little heart-to-heart. They're talking about how weird it is that Mary and Fred are going to go together. And then Jughead tells Archie about his dad. He shaved him. Or, no, he didn't. <laughs> He did not shave him. His dad shaved himself. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, so his dad shaved himself, and he's been going to work every day, and he quit drinking, and he asked to read Jughead's work, so Jughead really thinks that he's getting his life together. But this is so abrupt. Like, I do believe that. Yeah, I was like, what, um, what caused all this? Yeah, the FBI was trying to get his life on track, but you don't just turn it around that quick. Like, he yeah. had a drinking problem. He was yeah. He was an addict. It seems like so. That's you don't just like decide to stop drinking one day. And I feel like we pretty much know that there hasn't been very much time between the last two episodes, or but between this episode and the last episode. Like, it's been like a few days because. Um, Mary uh, Andrews is still in town. Like, so, it's not like he just went from being, like, alcoholic dad to being, like, non-alcoholic, like, got his life back together dad in, like, three days, you know? Yeah. 
So, like, the party was just, like, a turning point for him, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's like, I'm at a party drinking with a bunch of teenagers. Like, I need to get (laughs) my reality check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, Um, Yeah, but I, I like, do... So, Archie is, like, very suspicious about... Well, because he says that his dad asked him who he thinks killed Jason Blossom. And Archie's like, what? Like, your dad asked mm-hmm. you that? And then he says that he has to go get some <laughs> almond milk for his mom. So Which I was like, ran. this better not go, like, unmentioned. Like, Jughead has to make a comment about how this is, like, the worst thing <laughs> Just like randomly, you just remember that you have to go to the store. Like they're in the middle of a really tense conversation, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I need to get almond milk in the middle of the night." Then Jughead's like, "Oh, like you're a terrible liar," but then he's like, "Oh, you're off to a late night rendezvous with a certain raven-haired princess." (laughs) Okay, Veronica. So I guess Jughead really does not pick up. On why Archie reacted, which like I mean, that. that makes sense. Like, I feel like Arch or Jughead's conclusion is like perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. But Jughead is right that he went to see Veronica, but not um, for a booty call. Like yeah. Veronica asks Archie when he gets there, <laughs> but because he wants to help Veronica investigate FP because he's worried about Jughead. Also, and he like they say, he he knocks on the door. And then, luckily, Veronica answers. Like, what if yeah. Hermione had answered? <laughs> What's your explanation there? Yeah, like, I know. Why would he? Of... Why wouldn't he just text her? He could I have texted like her Hermione from his bedroom. I feel like Hermione is an absent parent. Like when it's convenient for this show, she's just like not I, there, I doesn't like, care. Yeah, I feel like they're all kind of like that, but especially Hermione. Especially she, Veronica Hermione. sort of just has like free reign over whatever she wants. Yeah. Um. But they say Betty and Jughead can't find out. And I really did not remember that um, Archie and Veronica, like, formed their own little investigation duo. I guess they're, like, competing competing investigating duos, kind of. Except the weird thing is that Alice is, like, the lead of Jughead and Betty's investigations, but she's really the one, like, dictating what Archie and Veronica do. So once yeah. again, like Alice Cooper has like gotten herself involved in every everybody's else's business, business. <laughs> <laughs> literally everyone. Um, so then we see Cheryl doing Polly's makeup, and of course we get our favorite CoverGirl promotion. Oh, all kinds that. of CoverGirl products. It was quick, but oh if you, God, I paused I it. it, there was all <laughs> kinds of products on the table. There was like make. There was like eyeshadow palettes. Um, like concealer, brushes, like all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Because later, when Mary and oh, Alice were doing their lipstick, were I they was cover like, girl lipstick? I was like, did I just miss it? Because I didn't see. Yeah. I didn't no. see a CoverGirl product placement. I was like, what? Like they're well, not they, using this opportunity to do. A they might have not wanted to do that because, like, Alice is like, not the most a little bit of overkill. Character. Well, yeah, but oh, I also, oh, but I also was sort of like a far, it was a far shot of the lipsticks. Like it would have been hard to like include so me, the logo. We also could have missed it because I missed that but Yeah, that's too, possible. But... So anyway, we get a cover. Go- I wonder if we've missed more. There's actually been more. I'm sure I, we've missed more. So anyway, there's a quick cover girl promotion, but the main part of the scene is that 
Polly is, um, she's, well, she's coming, trying to do some more investigating as everyone is. And she, since the theme, I don't remember what the theme is, but it's something related to like Blast from the past. Yeah. So she thinks that they should go, um, to Penelope's closet and get some vintage bling for their, um, outfits tonight. And so Cheryl's very down for that idea. Um, anything to cause trouble. And also she wants to look the best as always. So they go up to Penelope's closet and Polly's mostly just sort of snooping around, opening some drawers. But, and she asks a question about the wigs and Cheryl just gives some like random answer. Like he has one for every mood that he's in, which doesn't make sense. Cause they and his hair exactly turned white overnight after he saw the ghost of his father. Yeah. Like, uh, what? I that made zero sense to me. It was like a it's legend, it's but not like something I, I don't. Know. Yeah, um, I, I don't get it. So anyway, Cheryl though the main thing that happens is that Cheryl finds um, Nana Rose's ring that she gave Polly, or she gave Jason to give to Polly. It's like their engagement ring, um, and Cheryl finds it in her mom's like jewelry drawer. So Polly, like, sort of flips out because she puts it together that the, the only way that they could have this ring is if they got it from Jason or from his body. And Jason's dead. So they would have had to, like, know where his body was or have been involved in his murder somehow to have gotten the ring back. But one thing I just realized, I mean, they could have just said that they got it from his or I guess he wouldn't be wearing the ring. I was gonna say they could have just he could have just gotten it from like when he like was from found the, in the river. Yeah, but well, he wouldn't have had the ring. With him. I'm very confused about this ring because didn't didn't Polly have it or wasn't there something or where Nana Rose had it or or didn't yeah. it get burned in the in the fire? There was something that happened to it that I'm not remembering. But it might have been in a flashback. That we saw, heard about the ring. Oh, because when Nana Rose saw Betty, she was like, where's your ring? Yeah. But then there was definitely some... I thought that, like, Polly had it when they went to Sisters of Quiet Mercy or or something. Yeah, I feel like she did. But I feel like there was something about it getting burned in the fire, but I could be making Well, it could have been burned in the fire because I think Jason had the ring with him when he was supposedly escaping. And so, oh, so maybe they thought it was burned it, in the fire. They thought it was it. burned in the fire, but this is like, oh, shocker. It's not burned but in the fire. <laughs> Cheryl's like kind of freaked out as well and she She's like grabbed bizarre. Polly I, yeah. and she was like the babies like aren't your protection like you, something could happen to you. Yeah. It's- Cheryl acts well from this point on in the episode. Cheryl is acting so weird. I li- I don't understand. Cheryl acts so different every episode. And it's very <laughs> confusing. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And also, it's not even like I just don't understand what her motives are. Which we'll yeah, get sometimes to later, you think she's they're nice, so, and sometimes they're so, she's just mm, not. Yeah. And sometimes she's work. She's like working with her parents. Sometimes she's working against them. Sometimes she's working with And this episode, it seems like she's doing, like, everything. Like, she's, like, working with her parents against them. Maybe she's, like, double-crossing them, and I just, like, that went over my head. But, like, 
something does not add up with Cheryl. Well, clearly she's like sus- suspicious of them, but then there was that time when they were like really abusing her, and it like seemed a like few she days was ago. done with them. Well, yeah, like all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not make sense. But we'll get. To, there's more weird Cheryl moments later in the episode. We can get to that later. But then we go to the dinner at the Cooper house, and Alice does not waste much time before she starts her interrogation, and she's also not very subtle about it. Like, Mm -hmm. it seems like everybody notices what she's doing right from the start. Um, But she first starts to ask FP about how he balances balances his responsibilities at work with the serpents just such like a weird question does it's a very weird question um <laughs> like for like a dinner party yeah and like it's not like there's so many ways that you could go about getting at a similar yeah. thing but being more subtle and not sounding judgmental while you're doing it just like oh like tell me about how your life's going like how's your job how's whatever like yeah She's like, how do you balance your responsibilities? <laughs> Very accusatory. And then she, well, then she starts asking him about, like, how he made a living before he got the job and whether he was uh, involved at all at the drive-in. And then she, ask, she asks him if he was upset when Hiram bought the drive-in land. And then she's like, let me re- rephrase that. Were you surprised when Hiram bought the drive-in land um and then we hear the doorbell ring and betty goes to get it and she walks in with how and alice is great way to liven up the party yeah alice is not like super happy about that (laughs) um to say the least and how was like i thought she wanted me to be here like in what universe does she want you to be there um, she if she wanted you to be there, she would have, like, invited you. you. <laughs> but then Betty starts... I don't know why Betty wants her dad to be there, either. I think but. she wanted... Well, I think it's kind of smart, because she wants him to, like, distract from oh, oh. what, she, like, Alex is trying to do, I think, is what her goal is. Oh, Because well, it kind of, like, smart. diverts the conversation from, like, it interrogating to... It does. And it definitely throws, um, throws Alice off a little bit, so... Yeah, it does. But Betty starts talking about how family should be together on homecoming. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it's a big tradition in Riverdale, and apparently, it's a tradition to like have it some random time of the year. But <laughs> it's a tradition. It's a tradition. Um, yeah. So then we quickly see Archie and Veronica going to investigate FP. They find like this hidden key by his trailer that Archie somehow knows about from I guess when they were kids, something. Um, and they go in, and they are looking through all of his stuff. Um, so, again, breaking and entering. Not the first time that these people have done this. Or at least Veronica. Um, and then Penelope. It, we only see Penelope talking to Polly, and she's sort of ex- trying to explain about the ring. And she says that Jason tried to get rid of the Blossom name on 
um, on the day that he left and he was going to leave Riverdale. And so when he was leaving, he threw the ring at Clifford's face, which is like kind of, it was kind of weird phrasing. Like he threw it at his face. Um, But she, so that's like her explanation about why she has the ring, which I guess Polly believes, but she's like very emotional and Polly's like, okay, whatever. And so then she hands Polly another milkshake. Mm. Mm. We'll see mm. how this one ends. I'm like, why are you drinking these milkshakes? You must know that they're laced with something. Yeah. Well, I guess she has a date. Maybe that's why they did the milkshake earlier and why she said her daily milkshake. Cause so it's like more believable. So it's more believable that she would drink it because she gets one every day, I guess. And she's yeah. been fine as of now yeah i mean even from the first one i'm like this is i mean i kind of remembered that she was poisoned or not poisoned but like put into like a drugged drug sleep from them oh i really like i had no recollection of anything that happened in this episode at all like i maybe I, i definitely watched it but like yeah everything was a surprise to me um, I just, like, had a feeling that the milkshakes were, like, something. I was surprised when... Well, oh, yeah, it was very obvious was that they were very... That they, there was something that was going to happen in the milkshake. Yeah, because um, it's too bizarre <laughs> to not be like... Yeah. Um, but then we go back to the Cooper house, and Paul is asking... Or not Paul. Hal. Hal. Is asking FP if there are any vacancies in his trailer park. Because he's been sleeping in his office. Yeah. And FP's like, oh, like that's probably nicer than the trailer park. <laughs> and then Hal is like, well, <laughs> Alice decided to redecorate <laughs> the register by throwing a brick in the window. <laughs> that was a good line. As much as I hate line. him, it was really funny. That was a good line. But then she's like, well, maybe next time, like... I'll throw the prick at your face or something. Maybe it was more subtle <laughs> than that. Like, <laughs> she's like, maybe that won't be where I throw it next time or something. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of throwing things in people's face in this episode. <laughs> That's yeah. like an overarching theme. Throwing things in people's faces. Um, but then FP decides to bring up their homecoming from Which, when did they, they have multiple homecomings? Like, he or acts like there's of, only one. One of their homecomings. Um, yeah, I guess. And so this is sort of the returning, whatever that, what's that movie called? Back to Riverdale. To Riverdale and back again. Yeah. So that's sort of where this ties in, because they're mm-hmm. reminiscing on their high school Old experiences. Um, but F.P. starts talking about how Hal and Alice were the king and queen homecoming and then how he overheard them fighting about something he wasn't sure what it was Which but we will find out later I think. life and death i i do I think, think we i, f- I think we one. find out in like season three or something i think we find out sooner than that actually or maybe season two i think it could be season one actually we'll see maybe i don't remember um if we're thinking of the same thing yeah um we probably are i don't know um, but then we see that 
Alice does not like this conversation. She does not yeah. like where this conversation is going. So she tells FP to shut up. And then FP's like, well, I'll stop if you stop. And then dinner gets pretty tense. <laughs> FP alludes to the fact that he knows exactly what she's doing. And then Betty decides that it's a good time for her and Jughead to leave. And everyone to leave. Because it was just not going, not going well. No. So, as predicted, we see Polly in a drug-induced sleep. Um, There's a natural relaxer. Oh, yeah. But it's like there's an empty milkshake container right next to her. So, clearly, she was... Well, we know she's drugged because um, Penelope, like, admits to it. Um, And so, we also see Cheryl asking her parents... Is the ring story that she told Polly true? And they say 100% true. But she is definitely suspicious of her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clifford also makes this comment about how they should have been nurturing Cheryl this whole time because she's really becoming a true blossom. And, and, uh, and the fact well, that, they- that um, Jason like didn't have the stomach for being a, to be a blossom. And so, like, they should have been like grooming her to take over the company, yeah, instead of Jason, yeah. Which, what? <laughs> like, there's no way she believes that because it was just like a couple episodes ago that Clifford was like trying was to get Archie to marry Cheryl so they could run it together because yeah. he didn't think Cheryl could do it. Um, so, so clearly, that's of heart. not super genuine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And then they ask about where the ring is currently. And Cheryl says that she flushed the ring down the toilet to hide the truth in case Polly ever came forward. And it was true that the parents had been involved in Jason's murder. So, again, this is where I'm really confused about Cheryl. She's like, well, so Clifford is very pleased by this. She's like, oh, you did the exact right thing. And so I'm just so, like, I thought Cheryl hated her parents, but now she's covering for them? She's not covering for them. That was a lie. Why? Because she didn't actually... She didn't actually flush it down the toilet. And you could tell when she was... Oh, oh, that When she was telling them this, she was like, oh, I did the... She was, like, playing dumb. She was like, oh, was that the wrong thing to do? Like she, but then it's like almost as if Clifford is like admitting to it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's being, like, "No, oh, you quite right. What the, you did." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "It's like, yeah, if we did kill him, that was the right thing to do." <laughs> like what? It's like Cheryl needs to like go to the police. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it could be interpreted as like Polly Your was really suspicious like, when she found this. So this could raise suspicion, even if or and yeah, it was totally yeah. innocent. So we just want to get rid of this evidence. But also, I feel like it's very much like a loyalty thing. Like Cheryl has like pledged her loyalty, loyalty to her parents, and like they are very into that. <laughs> yeah, but also Clifford could have suspected that she didn't actually do it, but he was just sort of playing along with her. I don't know. It's unclear. A bit bizarre. 
But then we see Archie and Veronica in FP's trailer, and they're searching and searching, um, but they haven't found anything, and Archie's like, we should probably stop, like, we haven't found anything, and Veronica's very desperate, she wants to keep looking, and Archie's like, what are we looking for, like, a signed contract, like, we're probably not going to find anything, Yeah. and Veronica's, like, very desperate, and she just really wants to know he's like are you hoping that your dad is guilty and she's just like i just want to know it's kind of killing her yeah it's driving to not know um and then she's like what about when he comes home and archie's like i don't know but i'll be there for you oh the whole time or whatever (laughs) so Um, romantic (laughs) and then he's like i think this feels like a win like then he like makes some joke about it, how it's, it's like, like a we bring homecoming it home for the game sports wing. Te- the home team or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, like, it feels like it's a win for the home team or something. Because they didn't find anything and they don't want FP and Hiram to be guilty. Like, or it's unclear what it's unclear what Veronica wants. It's almost like she wants her dad to be guilty. She just um, wants to know. She just wants to know. Yeah. Um, but and then they start kissing and then uh veronica gets a text from alice okay also the text looks so weird it's like shows up as like a like alert on her phone yeah it's not not like it's so weird Um, (laughs) like who gets their text like that (laughs) anyways then that fp is on his way home so then they get out of there so also, well, here we kind of find out that they they were working with Alice, too. Or no, I guess yeah. that was a text from Betty though. But they no, were it was like, from... no, or... it was from Alice. But yeah, so they're working with Alice to like go into Hiram's or go into FP's trailer to get the stuff or look for stuff. Um, also, they're like just like kissing but they're like also committing a crime by like being in fp's trailer yeah, and get I'm like, <laughs> out of there and then you can kiss. maybe leave first and then like do whatever you want that was Anyways. kind of a suspenseful moment because i was worried that he was yeah. walking there and they're kept being like flashing lights in the background like it kept like looking like someone was pulling into the like parking lot. i feel like at one point there was a sound like someone yeah. Into the driveway. Oh, in the moment when she got the text, it almost seemed like he had just arrived there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought they were gonna be like leaving, and then he was gonna arrive. But the, luckily, that did not happen to them. Um, so then we get the whole dance, um, the homecoming dance. So Betty and Jughead arrive. I guess did they drive with FP? I guess yes, they did. And so they're getting out of the car. Jughead is holding this, like, very fancy umbrella. And, I mean, they're all dressed very fancy. Especially Betty, who is not wearing her hair in a ponytail. She has um, a pretty dress, I like it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she has, like, this very, like, fancy umbrella. And, oh, wait. One thing I, we have to talk about beforehand is, so when they were searching the trailer, they were literally wearing, like, their homecoming outfits. <laughs> really? I yeah, did, I didn't catch that. Which I guess they were going straight from that to the dance, but like, yeah, that like, is that's funny, bizarre. But anyway, 
So, yeah, so they're getting out of the car, um, and then Jughead, like, stays back to talk to FP for a second, and he asks FP if he can come back home and live with FP again. And FP says that he'll do him one better. He, he says that he wants to bring the whole family back together in Toledo, which is where Jellybean and, which is Jughead's sister, and Jughead's mom live. And Jughead doesn't want to, well, Jughead's very conflicted by this because obviously he likes Betty and Betty's in Riverdale and he doesn't know if he really wants to leave Riverdale, but also he likes the idea of his whole family being reunited. So, yeah. Yeah, there's this really dramatic moment when he's like looking out at the window at Betty and he's yeah. very conflicted. It's very emotional. Um, but then, what happens now? Um, so we see Fred walking into Homecoming. Which, wait, can we pause for a second? Why yes. are parents coming to Homecoming? <laughs> Yes, why are parents coming to homecoming? That's a very good question. Like, come to the game. That makes a lot of sense to come well, to they, the Maybe game. the game got Especially canceled. Especially when your son is playing in the game. But the dance? No, yeah. that's not for you. I don't care if it's, like, a tradition. You're not, like, what? It's, like, they also just, like, don't, like, at all, like, try to justify that happening. Like, no the, one. That doesn't make and sense. And the kids seem, like perfectly fine with it like meanwhile in real life kids would be like freaking out that their parents like if my parents were like we're coming to homecoming i'd be like oh what also i feel like you just don't see that many parents there like i yeah i mean i wasn't really looking but i didn't like think i was like oh there's a lot of parents here it was like no it's mostly kids and then like the mayor who is a parent but like is also the mayor but also why is the mayor coming to homecoming Dance, there's not that much to do in Riverdale, so she has well, to go. She has to introduce the. There's a lot the... to do. The murders and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, the sheriff is not there until later to talk to the mayor. Yeah, but the mayor it still concerns the mayor. All of the bad stuff going on in Riverdale. Anyways, yeah. so Fred walks in, um, to the dance mm-hmm. with. Hand in hand with both Hermione <laughs> and Mary, so it's like a weird basically his last two relationships <laughs> to when Archie walked in with both Betty and Veronica. Oh my god! Yeah, to the first dance, but wow. this is—I thought that was weird. Like, this is so weird. It's parallelism. <laughs> and why? Like, isn't that so weird for? Fred and Hermione, are they just pretending yeah. like nothing happened? Like yeah. They're watching, and Fred's like, oh, I have a, bo- a beautiful woman on both arms. Like, what? One of what? them is my ex-wife. One of them is the woman I dated after my ex-wife. Who my ex-wife does not know about. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Um, but but Hermione's doing a good job of like not giving anything away. Doesn't yeah. really have a choice, but But then who wants to talk to Betty? Oh, Jughead wants to talk to Betty after yeah. the dance. And she's like, Is everything okay? He's like, Things are actually better than they've been in a while. But then Betty goes to Cheryl to ask 
where Polly is, and Cheryl seems very upset, but she says that Polly sugar crashed, so she isn't coming to the dance, and she's not going to be doing nice things for people anymore. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's, like, very... I mean, I guess she's, like, sort of, like, acting, because she knows that, like, you know, she knows what actually happened, but, I don't know. It's weird. And then we see Mary and Alice in the bathroom and they have a little mm-hmm. reunion. They're both putting on their lipstick. Um, they're like, well, well, They're putting well. on a lot of lipstick. I feel like they just keep like going over and over. <laughs> just for like um, a whole like, minute. And it's pretty much like, I don't think that Alice has a good relationship with any parents in Riverdale. Like, Anybody. She acts exactly the same with all of them and it seems like she, she was mean to everyone in high school, and she continues to be mean to everybody in mm-hmm. adulthood. Um, yeah. And so then she starts, like, talking. Well, she's like, oh, like, I didn't know you were a polyamorous. Or just, and <laughs> then she's like, I don't think that's a word. Um, like, it's, like, not your business, Alice. Like, who cares? But then she start. then she basically tells her about Alice and Fred, and she's like, oh, wait, did you not know that? And... Mary takes it Mary does well. not seem super phased by that, though. Um, but she just kind of accuses Alice of playing the same games she did back in junior high, being very which immature. Is, which is very true. Like, who, like, who cares? Like, and Alice, then, it's not your, well, like, job to, like, go around to, like, just like trying to like Mary's... break people up, you know. Yeah, but if I was in Mary's situation, I would be taken aback by that. Just I would just be I know. surprised. No, but I'm so saying like, like yeah. yeah, but it's not Alice's business to be talking about that. Um, yeah. But then Mary just says that she's gonna have fun with both of her dates, which how she says bizarre. that I don't know, but <laughs> she like, says that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we see Betty, who goes to ask Kevin where Archie This is, like, the first time Kevin has literally been in the episode the whole time, and then he's in it for, like, two seconds. Yeah. And then Archie and Veronica walk in together, and they go and talk to Alice. And Betty is like, what? Like, why are they talking to Alice? Like, she sort of realizes what's going on so she's about to go over there but then principal weatherby and mayor mccoy get in her way and or yeah principal yeah, yeah. weatherby is like oh can you tell mayor mccoy about the itinerary and then mayor mccoy starts talking to her and starts she offers her an like internship to, yeah offer her an internship which is kind um, of a big but, thing from like the mayor's office that's like a big yeah deal. But then but she's a little bit distracted. <laughs> she's kind of doesn't listen to anything she's, she's saying. She's like making eye contact with Veronica. Yeah, she's like looking at um, Archie and Veronica talking to her mom, and she's getting really upset. And then Mayor McCoy asks her to like escort her on stage, and she's like, "Oh, I think Principal Principal Weatherby can do that. Like, I have to go." handle something mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and then P- 
Principal Weatherby like introduces the uh, the musical Mayor performance McCoy of the night. Does. Or yeah, Mayor McCoy introduces the musical performance of the night, which is Archie and Veronica. And this was like my favorite scene. This scene was really good. The duet. The duet just. <laughs> Well, I love when they do do it with, yeah, yeah, that's always great. But I will say, just overall comment on the performance, like, they're both so auto-tuned in this, like, it's... It was kind of good. Like, like the song is, like, fine. The song was fine, but, like, you could tell it was either not them, I think it was them singing, but it was just, like, their voices were so, But I feel like they sounded better than they normally do, and... I feel like doing a up, more upbeat song like that, they were singing Kids in America, and I feel like it kind of worked. Yeah, and there was, like, audience singing, too, so it, like, kind of masked it a little bit. Um, so there's a whole bunch of scenes that are sort of intercut over this performance. Um, so one of them is the um, police have a warrant to search Hiram's, um, to search Hiram's trailer. And so they open this door, and they're looking all around, and Hiram looks very smug at first while they're looking. Um, like, he thinks they're not going to find anything that incriminates him or anything. But they do discover something. They reach into this cabinet, and in the back there's this box with a gun in it. Which, and they open it, and they're like, this is a gun. And I'm just, like, kind of confused. I, we find out later that it's the gun that killed Jason Blossom, supposedly. But I don't know how the police are so, like... I guess they, like, know what kind of gun it was, maybe? But, like, they're just, like, immediately, they're like, we know it's you because of this gun. How how would you know that? It's just a gun. Like, anyone has a gun. Anyone who has that gun... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, actually. But they're, like, immediately... I mean, maybe... It would make sense. Maybe they go back to the lab and they, like, pinpoint it to the bullet. Like, you know, but, like... Can you test that? I don't. I mean, it's not fingerprints the, would be better way to like test it. I don't. I know, but he obviously has fingerprints. That doesn't make gun. any sense. Like yeah, how they a, would be able a little to bit of a reach. figure out that that was a murder weapon, and like um, arrest him later for it. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of a reach on the murder weapon thing. Um, so then we also see that, like, well, both we see scenes of Betty and Cheryl kind of inter dispersed and One, they're Betty, not having a yeah, good neither time. neither of them are happy Betty everyone is like, else is loving the music yeah everyone's like especially oh, I love this song especially the parents Fred. are like loving and it. Jughead Jughead even even um I saw Alice like really like getting into it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like oh it's bringing them together <laughs> but Betty is not happy she is like looking angry and then Cheryl is not happy either which I don't really I, I'm confused because of all the stuff with her parents. So, like, she thinks they kill him or something? I guess. Oh, I guess so. I don't really like, know. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, like, kind of confused why she's Okay, so I'm kind of confused, I guess. Because <laughs> they make a really big deal about it. She, like, storms out of the... I guess she does. I guess it is because she thinks so. Yeah, I guess so. So she's, like, really sad and or angry, and she walks out. Betty doesn't walk out. Um... Yeah, so that's, like, what happens during the song. Then we see Fred and Mary. Um, there's, like, a quick scene of them sort of dancing and talking. There's, like, a slow dance sort of playing. And then Hermione's, like, sitting there and sort of looking sad. And I kind of feel bad for her. 
But they're talking about Archie and Veronica. They're like, oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Because it was very clear. Actually, Archie and Veronica had a lot of chemistry while performing, I thought. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, okay, one thing. When did they practice? They literally never practiced. Yeah. That we saw. Like, when did they have time to practice? Yeah. But I'm saying that moment, like, I feel like this was actually a really good Varchi episode, even though that is, like, one of the worst relationships at time at times like this episode yeah. i feel like they did actually like have chemistry good, like, and especially though. like being on stage helps them yeah um so anyway hermione look, is looking sad that they're together so i feel bad for her but whatever she'll get over herself she has other problems to deal with um so then we finally get like the first dialogue from kevin this whole episode so Kevin and Joaquin are just, like, sort of, um, you know, dancing along. And um, and then Jughead comes. Well, they're having, like, a nice moment. Kevin's like, oh, this is, like, my first boyfriend I've ever really had. Blah, blah, blah. And then Jughead interrupts them and is like, where, did, have you seen Betty? And then Kevin gets, like, mad and he's like, you guys need tracking devices. <laughs> because, I guess, because, like, Betty asked where where people are to Kevin like a few minutes ago. So, like, good for Kevin standing up for himself. <laughs> like, this is like, you know on TikTok where it's like, are you the main character of your of your life? No. Or you Kevin well, I, I for have, a while. I have heard that. Well, yeah, so this is like, TikTok. this is like Kevin is clearly not the main character because <laughs> yeah. he's only just like asked where other people are. Um, so then Kevin also across the room sees his dad talking to the mayor and he's like hmm, some his dad's the sheriff so there's something going on although it doesn't like look like that suspicious like i don't know how he like knew maybe he can just read his dad like really well um so then um betty comes up to um veronica and archie in like the hallway outside of the dance and he, she's really mad at them and she and they are explaining that they were like working together to investigate fp and jughead then walks in and is like what's going on i feel like i've been left out of something oh poor <laughs> jughead. Like, kind of sad it is but sad. also like just like kind of weird he seems like so he would never say that sad. i know and this one jughead almost feels like a little kid i know. like kind of this whole episode honestly um but then uh, Betty's like, do you want to explain or should I? So Archie explains that they went to FP's trailer to search through it and like with Veronica and Jughead is very hurt by this. He's like really upset and he's also really upset with Betty um, because he kind of puts it together that the whole dinner with Betty was just a cover for um, Archie and Veronica. And that's when he got the go most search. sad. Yeah, and then he's like, I don't really know why sweet. I ever thought I should stay here other th- rather than moving to Toledo. And he's like, For this you. Is- yeah, for you. So, but like, they're, like, really committed The thing to is, each- why is he be mad at Veronica I know, and Archie? I know. Betty didn't do anything. She tried to stop this. And she actually thing. believes she didn't- him. She didn't know that this was happening. She just found out, and she was really mad. So why? Are but his you justification mad at her? is like, why wouldn't you warn me about this, like dinner? Because you knew that it was like just like a plot. 
Which, like, I do understand. But, like, she's not really the one to blame. Like, Alice is the one to blame. But she made an effort to try to make the dinner. Yeah. Which doesn't really come across to Jughead. Yeah. Anyway. So then um, Kevin walks in. And all the parents are, like, trailing behind him. And he says that FP was just arrested for the murder of Jason Blossom. Which is the big, like, oh, my God moment. Um, oh my gosh. And so then that kind of throws everything in a loop because, like, they're just talking about that. <laughs> um, and they thought they had come to a conclusion, but I guess not. So then Jughead, like, leaves, runs out of the dance, and um, goes to his dad's trailer, which is, like, closed off as, like, a murder investigation site. But he just rips through the caution tape. Not smart. Like, breaking everything. Like, not smart at all. Which I guess. He doesn't realize, like, that it's a murder investigation site, necessarily. But still, like, the caution tape should be a signal to that. So, yeah, just not smart. Kind of a little bit reckless, as he usually is. Or no, as Archie is usually. Um, And then he's having, like, flashbacks to his dad talking about, like, oh, I would never kill... I would never kill Jason. But he's not sure who he can believe anymore. And then we see Alice and Betty talking, and Betty asks if Alice was the one who tipped off Sheriff Keller, and Betty, er, Alice says no, but she's happy that, even though she does like Jughead, so I guess she, I mean, it seems like she does, well, in this episode, she was like BFFs with um, Veronica and Archie, but before she Even really though she didn't literally hated them. them, yeah. So it seems like she hated everybody, including. I feel like she was making some comments about Jughead in earlier episodes, but yeah, she I guess was she like, did, "Oh, he's bad news." I guess she did grow to like Jughead, but There's she's glad that like Betty that. is done with that family. But Betty gets really angry at that, and she's like, "Jughead is as much my family as you are." Like, even more right now. He's even more my family than you are. So she's like, yeah. I'm going to leave and find Jughead and you can't stop me. Yeah. He's like, she's like, don't push on me tonight because I will push back. Just <laughs> big. Um, so then we see Hermione and Veronica talking. I feel like this is a good scene. Um, Hermione is talking to, well, saying how... Now that FP has been arrested, she's worried that he might drag Hiram back into, or like Hiram into the murder investigation. And um, Veronica asks her, like, what if it's true? Like, what if he actually is involved? And Hermione says, like, we will cut ties all completely. And they like hold hands and they're like on the same team again. I feel like that was like a good moment. Because I feel like they are... I like them better when they're working together. Yeah. And then we see Archie having a little talk with his mom. And she says that she was planning on inviting him to go to Chicago with her. Go stay there. She doesn't think that Riverdale is safe anymore. Um, After staying here for, like, two days. <laughs> well, it's I just think like, just It's in just, general. like, unlucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just unlucky, I feel like, that the his best friend's dad was just arrested for murder. Like, it's not yeah. like... 
<laughs> anything else about Riverdale is that unsafe. But she says, like, oh, you can go do music and um, yeah. Chicago, I guess there's probably more music opportunities in Chicago than there are in Riverdale. Yeah. Um, but he says that he'll think about it, but Fred overhears this whole conversation. Yeah, which is sad for Fred. Um, oh. And then we see a scene with Cheryl, um, and she, like, goes to tuck Polly in. So I guess she's, like, on Polly's side. Well, but that sort scene of. was super weird. Was that a magnifying glass? What? Did she hold there. up a magnifying glass to her? I don't Is that what that was? Maybe. I don't know. Was it, it was, I was very, she held up some, like, small circular object. Was it the ring? What? Well, because then, she, so then Penelope is crying off in, like, another room. And Cheryl yeah. seems, like, very smug, and she has the ring in her hand. But did she got that from Polly just then? Was that it? No, I think she was had it Oh, she just time, had maybe. it already. Yeah. So she was just being nice to Polly? I think so. It's a little weird. Okay, I so don't now... I understand. I feel like now I take back my comments that Cheryl might not have been super sus- suspicious of her parents at that point because it seems like now she has the ring she wants to use it as evidence against her parents oh that would be smart i it's kind of she seems like really smug when she's holding the ring in her hand yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know but we'll find out i guess later it's like just really strange to me maybe we're not supposed to understand what's going on um but then we see Betty going to Pops, and she asks Pop... Is his name Papa Tate? Yeah. Right? Okay. She Something asks like Papa Tate if he's seen <laughs> Jughead, and he's like, well, there's been some people here looking for him, too. And then Archie and Veronica are there, and Betty's like, I don't want to ever talk to you guys again. But then they tell her that FP is being framed because they had searched his trailer and they had not found that gun. So, and it makes sense because FP did not seem concerned when they came, but then after they pulled out that box, he did seem concerned. Yeah. So it makes sense that he didn't know it was there. Even though I have, I just don't understand how they know that that was the murder weapon, how they could just open a box and be like, that's the murder weapon. Yeah. Because he could just have a gun We're in just his supposed house to believe that's that. That's like legal. Yeah. Um, also, one thing, I don't know if we, if you talked about this, but, like, back in the scene where Betty is talking to Alice, Alice, like, she really wants to know if Alice tipped off the sheriff about potentially, like, investigating FP, and Alice, like, says she didn't, like, pretty solidly, which shows that someone else tipped him off. Who we don't know. Well, that's true. So Unless that's Alice like was lying, but I don't think she was But lying. it seems, like, pretty clear that she wasn't lying. Like, she's, like... Yeah. It seems pretty clear that she Because she didn't really have a... Any real reason to tip yeah. them off. Or tip them off. And yeah, so... so who, whoever tipped them off, in order for them to be able to get the warrant, there had to be some... What's the word? There's, like, a legal term... Reason. Like, oh, I know There's what you're saying. Like, like a reason. Like, yeah. justifiable, like, reason to What is that? In. That's, like, driving me crazy now. 
Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, really, a good way to find out who killed him is whoever tipped off the sheriff. That would be a smart place to look next. Um, but yeah, that's like the whole episode. So we will see next week if FP gets justice for probable cause that that's what you need yeah yeah, you need yeah probable cause yeah. um and alice did not have any probable cause that we knew about that she could yeah any reason that she could have presented but, the police i mean probable cause. i wouldn't um say you that wouldn't put it the past. show no or i'm no, saying no. like i wouldn't i wouldn't that does put not it make past sense the show to said. let them <laughs> i wouldn't let, put it past the show to like have <laughs> yes, them you wouldn't put it past him, the even show. if they didn't really have probable cause yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, that's the episode. Do you have any thoughts after talking about it? Um, one thing I will say about this episode, there's there's no, like, really weird dialogue. There's no weird references. Yeah. There are some good lines. There, no, there was one scene where Veronica, like, quotes someone when she's talking to Archie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess also one Archie's joke about um, the homecoming game. Or the home team that joke? was pretty bad, oh. but I feel like if Archie, I don't has think that, that line, was a joke. I feel like it was more that Veronica like picked up on it. I don't know. She's like, Wait. oh, of course you would use a sports metaphor. <laughs> but I guess Archie always has bad lines, so yeah, that's not like a signal of bad writing. That's just well, and how Veronica is. also like always quotes random people. So. I know, but some of it's like so ridiculous. Like, some yeah. of it is just that's how Veronica is. I mean, the characters are just ridiculous, so it works. But sometimes <laughs> they just don't sort land of works. very well. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, blaringly, like, out of place in this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, that's episode 11, season we 1. So I think we have two more, more episodes left, yes. which is crazy. Um, Very exciting. We're getting down to the down to the wire is that the phrase i feel like i always say like phrases on this while we're recording that and like not sure if they're, like yeah. or not. <laughs> i think down to the i think that's right yeah yeah that's right um uh and we will be back next week maybe on sunday we'll see we'll be back um, on sunday we can we'll do our we... alvin and the chipmunks episode that requires me watching a lot of alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> episodes or movies we're not watching this show um but we'll definitely be back on wednesday um and while until then you can follow us on social media we have instagram and twitter they're both pops pop culture and you can find you can email us um at pops and pop culture at gmail.com and you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts. give us five stars say why other people should listen to our podcast and subscribe there and follow us on spotify um but until next time bon nuit bon nuit